mystery and horror, the air itself is filled with monsters. Children of the night, what music they make. Well, hello, all you monster fiends, and thank you for joining us for another deep dive, factoid-filled episode exploring Hollywood's most famous monsters. I am your mistress of ceremonies, Sam, and I'm joined, as always, by Dan from Bleeding Marvelous. Say hello, Dan. Hello, Dan. <laughs> well, aren't you people just the luckiest people in the world given that we were here friday and we are back again on monday and you were here saturday for an all day 24 <gasps> I, hour I am. non-stop that's happening are, are you tired sammy are you tired <laughs> i'm always fucking tired <laughs> so there's never a time i'm not tired um yes that's happened hasn't it wow yes. we made it Woo! it's happened i probably will be in bed when yes. this is iron because <laughs> of that but yes the 24 hour live stream will be happening on saturday going into sunday it is going to be a lot of fun but today but today but for right now we bring you one little ditty that we thought would be fun as part of the Halloween season. Can you guess what it is? I bet people are going to think it's Wednesday. Yeah, well, that's the only hand I had, so they'll have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing Wednesday. We are covering probably the movie that got me into Rob Zombie. Yes, we are doing Idle Hands. So, I'll get the disclaimer out the way with, and then we'll get into it, because this movie is a lot of fun, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah? Yay. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group, the Discord, or the comment section, where we can have a open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom, so let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. That'd be a dick. As she said. Could just like really narrow that down to don't be a dick, but I like it. I remember it. It's something that's etched in my brain forever. So... Idle Hands, the 1999-1999 horror comedy starring Devin Sawyer, Seth Green, Jessica Alba and Eldon Henson. A lot more Vivica A. Fox. Totally forgot that she was in that. So did uh, I. <laughs> so Idle Hands are the devil's play things as we bring you Idle Hands. I really want at some point for like lightning to go off <laughs> when I do that. I mean, I'd shit a brick. But that would be pretty cool, like, you know, smoke and lightning and ta-ta-da. We are coming into winter, so you never know. I would have kittens, like <laughs> literal kittens, if that happened. But I do like the idea of it. Quite spooky. And I would so, sell uh, this video then to the Daily Mail and make some money off of that if I saw you having kittens. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they would love that. <laughs> sure, they oh. would absolutely love that. So, Idle Hands, where do we start with Idle Hands? Actually, it does have a little bit of a connection to Wednesday. Yes. 
in a way. Because the same hand that appears in the Adams family also is the same hand in Idle Hands. <laughs> Imagine being Christopher Hart and being just cast as a hand for everything. Imagine imagine looking at your bank account and going i made that because of a hand <laughs> yeah i mean he's a magician by trade that's that's his oh. uh that's his wheelhouse he's like a proper up close magician um mm. and i i don't even know the story behind behind how he got cast but they'd seen him do adam's family in 91 and now we've got eight years later so they've done he'd done adam's family and adam's family values at that point i think mm. I can't remember when Valleys came out, but I think it was. I think it was around about the same time. Yeah, it was. I mean, I do have late, wasn't it? I could find out, but yeah. I'm I sure. Was, I want to say 95, 96 for the Valleys, but I could be completely off the mark there. Um, a movie that is totally like as good as the second one. And Valleys came out in 93. Really? Yeah. Ooh. Well. That's quite quick. That's quite, that's quite a quick turnaround. But again, it's a sequel that holds up to the first one. Yeah, I mean, I know Raul Julia died, so that's why obviously they could, oh. they didn't make any more, did they? But I mean, that is, that is my Morticia and my, you know, Gomez. However, I know, I know the the, the original are as well from yeah. the TV show. Obviously, Sean Austin's dad. Yeah. So yes, it is. Well, it is. Is it his stepdaddy or is it his it's, it's stepdad? But his dad, stepdad. he adopted him. So yeah. Oh, well, that's cute. But yeah, Idle Hands. Can you remember when it first came out? Because I can and I can't. I was nineteen. I was getting drunk. Um, <laughs> it was. I was just leaving school. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was it was on my radar, but I don't remember it getting a cinema release. No, in the me UK. neither. Nah. Um, I'm not saying it didn't. I just don't remember. And I was a big cinema goer um, from as old as I can remember. So for me to have not seen it mm. at the time makes me think that maybe there wasn't a cinema release at all for it. But I remember I the first time I saw it. And uh, I think it was on VHS. Oh, it was definitely on VHS. Yeah. That's how I saw it, it was on VHS. Because it had the best cover from what i remember and oh. it had seth green in and i had such an obsession with seth green at the time so like i was watching that i must say that i think out of all the characters in this movie i relate to seth green the most <laughs> not as a stoner because i can't be asked with all that business no me neither never got it never got <laughs> never, it never understood it and if that's for mm -mm. you lovely you yep. crack on it's just not for me you do but you but yeah no i was the same all his humour along the way in this. It's just like, yeah, the white light came out, but um, it was just too far. Yeah. <laughs> we just thought, <laughs> fuck it. Too far. <laughs> oh, and I was just like, I, I can completely like, <laughs> that is like how I probably would be. <laughs> it's too I, far. Guys. I love his and Nubs. Is it Nub? Am I saying that right? Nubs. Yeah, Nubs. Nubs. I love his and Nubs relationship. Um, they are they are the friend. They are like I don't understand how they are friends with Devin Sawyer's character because he's a different level of lazy compared to them two. Yeah, I mean Devin Sawyer's character is very um, he's still very teen heartthrob because at, at this point at ninety nine he was coming off the back of Casper, 
Um, obviously, can I keep you with Christina Ritchie? Um, no, you fucking can't. <laughs> and that's when most girls fell in love with Devon Sawa was that scene where she dances with him at the end of Casper. Um, and then he just started appearing in things again. Now, obviously, there was this came before Final Destination, I think. I want to I say Final I Destination. I should know this. I've just done an episode on Final Destination. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Final Destination was 2000, 2001. But Mon- Maybe 2000. Um, I seem very out off my game at the moment with my year guessing. Usually I'm pretty, pretty good. but 2000. I shouldn't, yeah. honestly. I have literally just done a whole episode about that franchise and I could only... Effort. I just compared it to Saw all the way through. <laughs> they must have gotten sick of us because I was just like, well, Saw didn't do it this way. <laughs> and this is where Devin Sawa cut his foot off. Yes. This is <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. No. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was 2000. So he did right. this and then Final Destination. So he's riding high that like teen heartthrobby kind of horrorish. Yeah. Carry. He you, said. You know? Mm. He, well, he basically said that he, he didn't, because up to that point, he'd been in every Teen Beat magazine. He was the front of, like, every Teen Girl magazine oh, no. with his curtains. And he just, he said, he got to the point where I just wanted to do something that people wouldn't expect because I just, I, I was done with that and I didn't want to be that person anymore, you know. Um, so he did idle hands thinking that people wouldn't like him as a stoner. And then when he cut his hair off after Idle Hands to go on to do Final Destination, he didn't realise it would completely change his features. Yeah. Because he doesn't look like the same person, even though it was shot within maybe a year. Because I think they finally finished Idle Hands in... uh, It was set for release originally in Halloween in 1998, but because of the reshoots after the screen test they did... Yeah. It had to be put off till April 99, which was then when coincided with the whole Columbine thing, um, which happened 10 days before this got released in the theatres <sighs> in America. And it, it got hated. It got absolutely hated upon because of that. And they were like, oh, yeah, clearly, you know, another oh, terrible no. teen massacre movie. And it was like, dude, they made this like, 12 months before this even happened how how are you expecting them to film edit and bang out a movie in 10 days you know if they're intentionally going out of their way to, to oh, do well, one they, of those j- movies yeah i mean they got that all fucking wrong when it came down to them too it had fuck all to do with horror and music it just came down to two absolute narcissistic fucking they were they, oh. I, can't, I could go on. I yeah. read, um, I'm just seeing if I can see it, Dave, Dave Cullen's book. I think it's what he's called. Sorry if I'm getting the name, author's name wrong. Brilliant book. Totally just everything that you think you know about Columbine, you do not. Yeah. You do not at all. It was completely put to rest. I actually have a, um, a, a story that goes with Columbine because my best friend, who literally just lives there, um, like my oldest friend in the world, she was on an American exchange right next to the school she was in the area and we were getting reports of a school shooting in her area but we did not know if, if it was her the school she was in or not so i went to her mum's house and we sat watching the news 
watching it all play out, waiting for that fucking phone call. We eventually got it around 10 o'clock. Like, I did not, uh, my mom came down. We like, because we were quite young at the time. Um, was I quite young? I'd say so. Um, and yeah, we were just sitting waiting for that phone call. And it wasn't her school. It was the school on the other side. But they did a whole evacuation, which is why she couldn't get a, make phone calls because they had to be put there. It's like a it's like a warning sign, like beacons yeah. go off and the schools react and they all got put into like secured places and then got sent to their parents and then they got sent home. And it's a whole ordeal, especially when they're trying to deal with what's going on over there. And it took time. Um, but we eventually got a phone call to say it, she was not at that. But it was fucking terrifying to Love think. It. She would could have been involved in that, especially when that's not our culture. No, definitely not. So that, yeah, that would no, it's not for me. No, nah, I am. I I was always impressed with Devon's um willingness to show his actual face because his skin is not the greatest. <laughs> no, and and you can tell that now. Like a lot of people still don't know that Devon Sawa was in the Chucky TV series. They still don't realise that was Devon Sawa because yeah. he looks, his ageing has, it's he looks not good. bad. I think nope. he looks good. But I have grown up with that man's face. So yeah. it's like, it's not an issue for me. You know, Casper, when I was 11 or 12, I think Casper came out. Yeah. Um, I ended up actually being Casper at Butlins. <laughs> I was Casper the Friendly Ghost. Um yeah, uh, you know, you used to get those characters that used to walk around dressed as oh my like God. inside costumes. I was Casper yeah. the Friendly Ghost from 2000 to 2002. Wow. So that, that is, is crazy. I've, I think I've just frozen, but um, you've, you're back. Oh, you're back. There we go. Yeah. So that, that was me. Um, that's so that's my connection to Devon Sawa. <laughs> but, uh, I just always appreciated the fact that he wasn't scared to show his face because yeah. it was like I didn't suffer from acne like on the face. It was on my front and on my back where like as a teenage girl, you do not want that to yeah. happen. So I, I always appreciated that. I have an interesting fact about Randy and Tanya. And I really <laughs> wish I'd followed up on this one that they didn't know they were half siblings until yeah. they were on set. Yeah. Now, now Randy, it, Randy's the kid. Them. Randy's the kid from um, oh, one of my favorite films, uh, Event yeah, Horizon. Horizon. Yeah. 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 Just if you make sure I've got the right person. They look exactly the same mm-hmm. when you put them in that scene where he's hitting on her. <laughs> it's really gross now. <laughs> you're I hitting know. on your sister. <laughs> um, but yeah, when he's hitting on it, obviously nothing happens. They don't kiss or anything like that. He's just being a bit of a sleazy pervy sleaze bag which is what his character is um <laughs> I really but yeah like I, I was like yeah you two really do look alike how the hell did you not know it's like <laughs> it, uh, yeah I, I i wasn't surprised when they said it i was like oh yeah you can see it and then i was like yeah. wow oh oh dear yeah that's oh. unfortunate oh dear <laughs> um i really like that character i really like the actor actually he's He's class. He obviously has the worst death scene in Event Horizon. Um, savage. Oh, it is brutal. But he's so cool in this film. Like he's just he is the epitome of the the starting point of like 
like he's desperate to cling on to the heavy metal and not allow new metal to come in <laughs> like, <laughs> that's how i see him like i am clinging on to this <laughs> i just i love the the fact that this movie was so 90s Oh, because yeah. of all the cameos that it had in it you know mm. like when you start looking at okay yeah you've got seth green who at 99 was in the midst of buffy and, mm. and you know when seth was doing this movie because seth dyes his hair dark and he does a heart about i want to say maybe four or five episodes of buffy with black hair mm -hmm. and it was because he was filming idle hands at the same time um but they managed to get over that because they dyed his hair back pretty quickly as soon as he stopped doing um, Idle Hands. But he was uh, also doing the Austin Power movies as well. Like, I mean, that's half the reason why. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I still find the Austin Power movies like stupidly funny. <laughs> like, I think it's more because it brings back memories of how much I used to crack up laughing at it. I love stupid humor, the humor that just doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, and they they really hit my funny bone, and I love Seth Green in them, and that's half the reason why I watch them. I went on, I went on a huge set like obsession of Seth Green, even though I was always like I could never marry him because he is very short. Even though his wife Claire is a giant, yeah, and it looks it works. Yes, <laughs> they Claire, work. Claire was um, there was a, a story about him and Claire, and um, Claire knew she wanted to marry Seth from oh. watching him on telly and mm -hmm. plays a model as far as yep. i remember she's also a big massive fucking nerd yes she's part of the unicorn club <laughs> right okay i think that's what they were called there was a group of women who at the height of women being recognized as nerds they were like the forefront they were there in it at the starting point right um because yeah she likes tabletop games she likes D, &D she's yeah. She likes a horror. She's and yeah, that's how I know Claire. Well, don't know her, but that's how I yeah. associate well, she, her with. The story is she knew she wanted to. She knew she was going to marry Seth. She always said, "I want to marry that man." That's that's that. Yeah, you know the very the similar thing to Jason Moma with um with Lisa. Yeah, you know, like he grew up and he was like, "I'm going to marry her," and he did. Claire, it was exactly the same. Claire, she sought him out. She married it. So well, I did that with I did that with Gary Oldman when I was a kid. But look, I didn't fucking happen. How does this happen? Because well, it's beautiful people. And at the minute, I look like an absolute fucking tramp. Like I'm sitting. <laughs> I'm just saying before we came on, I have like a mismatch of shit. I've got this jersey t-shirt on with a friggin' pumpkin cardi because I'm absolutely freezing. With my skeleton joggy bottoms and my fucking spider web slippers and my hair is a mess. And I've been sneezing, so I look like I've been crying. Um, so yeah, that's why I didn't get Gary Oldman for because of this. <laughs> if he can't appreciate you in your true form, he's just not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> he's just not worth it. Oh, that is a sign of a me. true friend. <laughs> Trust me, I sit around in my lounge pants most of the time. You know, like, yeah, um, I've got, like, Monsters ones, creep show ones. Yeah, quick, big up to old fright rags for those. And, and like, <laughs> and, and, a, and an oversized T-shirt most of the time. You know, no makeup, hair scraped back. You know, that is my normal life. <laughs> this this is, Dan's been at work all day, touched up her makeup, stuck a bit of dry shampoo in her hair. At least, at, least, at least Dan made an effort. <laughs> I literally came in from work and went, yep, this will do. Um, 
this is the movie I was saying at the beginning that got me into Rob Zombie. Not gonna lie, like yeah. I think this is where I, I think I knew about him, but this is like where I think I found him. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because I remember the Dracula, Dracula, Dracula song being played on it, and I was fucking obsessed. Like absolutely obsessed. I have had the pleasure of seeing Mr. Zombie live um at Newcastle and it was it was it was very cathartic and it was very I just felt like I was home. There was these people like this guy on stage who loved B movies and monster movies as much yeah. as I did and I was like <laughs> it was and he also my friend who I was with he was walking through the crowd and he kind of like he kind of like moved her out the way to get past <laughs> and then he just looked at he just kind of like shook my hand and I was like thanks <laughs> like I, I don't go out of my way to like touch people like I, that yeah. is just not me if I saw like the legs of him walking I would like walk away <laughs> I am too nervous for that shit like but yeah he kind of like stuck his hand I was like Thank you, Mr. Zombie. Because obviously the other big cameo by a music band was oh, Offspring. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I I'd loved the Offspring for a, a while at that point. I mean, I still have a thing where I think the kids aren't all right. Sounds very, very much like the opening of Buffy. When you listen to the beginning of that song, oh yeah, it does. And the Buffy theme tune, I still have this thing where they sound so similar. It's like because it's of the time, it's that type yeah. of guitar. You know, Nerf Herder obviously did the Buffy theme tune, but there's something about that guitar noise, and it was all very '90s. And I just, it's I've loved the Offspring for years, and um, the fact that someone like Dexter Holland agreed and the man people really underestimate Dexter Holland and how intelligent he is he's got a mm. PhD in molecular biology can't even spell molecular I can't even fucking see it never <laughs> yeah. mind spell it plus he's I think he's either just hit 60 Dexter Holland or he's just yeah, about I think to hit so. 60. Spotify um keeps me up to date with like I don't know why, but it tells me that gigs are playing and birthdays are coming up to celebrate. Listen to Dirt, and I'm sure I got one recently to say that he was 60, which means that he's the same age as my father and my mother. Oh my um, <laughs> great. But they they wore AFI t-shirts yeah. in the movie, and it was to... Which I thought... It's like my emo heart right there. <laughs> um, I loved AFI. I absolutely adored that hair, them trousers... That whole aesthetic, I was like, I was living for it. Um, and now Miss Murder is playing in my head as I talk about them. So they were promoting EFI at the time because yeah. I think they're on their record label. Nitro, yeah. That was Dexter's yeah. label, yeah. Yeah. I do love the fact that Dexter was like willing enough to have to be scalped, basically. <laughs> I liked it because he was just like, it was like, air go on then, you know. Yeah, it was like, just, I don't care what I look like, just crack on with it. And they just, real, the, just they really had... order me up. Well, they only did the take once as that well. Was one, that was the funniest thing I will see all night. You see his like forehead stretch, right? And I've seen that in slow-mo on some of the YouTube videos I've watched because they all find it really funny. Where the <laughs> practical effects, where the, the Christopher puts his hand on his head and as he's pulling up to rip the, the scalp off of Dexter, you see Dexter's eyeballs go with the whole scalp as well because it's like... He hasn't quite fathomed how to separate, like it's pulling his hair out or it's 
pulling at his skin or something at the same time and he just looks really surprised <laughs> as it's coming off and oh it just it's, it's quite funny watching it in slow-mo look like me when i used to draw my eyebrows on they do the songs that they play actually are in reference to it's kind of like foreshadowing they do uh, sedated by yeah. i want to be sedated by the ramones and beheaded <laughs> so kind of a little bit of a foreshadowing yeah i do I, love I, their version of sedated though did you know there was a cameo from a certain now there's debate in the uk i know it's one way you say it but uh in the uk to my knowledge the majority of people i speak to i've had this debate on the page before and the majority were with how i think it said um i've always said blink blink 182 right but I know there's the people that say Blink 182 because Blink 182 is the way that it's supposed to be said and the American way of saying it. But we, I've always said Blink 182. Hang right? on. It is a Mandela yeah. effect thing, you know. I, <laughs> I say Blink 182. Yeah. There you go. I, I do. I say Blink 182. No, I don't. That is such bullshit. I say Blink 182. I know I do. <laughs> I know I do. But, but Blink the... 182 does sound... I've seen them too. Oh, it I could gets do a you whole... questioning like yourself about that how how you call them, but Tom DeLong is actually in this movie. Is he? Is he really? <laughs> Where he is in it for? I want to say maybe five to ten seconds um, at the Jungle Burger. You know where Devon is talking to Randy, <laughs> yes. and and he's trying to keep his hand still, and like Randy's giving him the speech about. Um, idle hands and all that um he pushes one of the guys or the servers out the way as he's going past and it's actually tom along. <laughs> oh my god i'm now gonna not i'm not be able to see that when i go back and watch idle hands because i at least watch this film once a year, guaranteed once a year because of yeah. just how much fun it is it's like when i watch um queen of the damned i'm a huge murder doll fan like i still listen to them today even though they have not produced music and never will do again in a very long time, but I still listen to them. Um, and every time I watch Queen of the Damned, I'm like, oh my God, it's Derek. He's like literally in it for a second, like <laughs> in millisecond. But I cannot not unsee that now. Yeah. And I'll do the same with this one. Yeah, um, I, I didn't really know fun. that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, what was I going to say? What was something I was going to say? The opening scene with his parents is <laughs> I fucking love it i can't think who's his dad again it's... will will uh wilfred, wilfred... oh well, he died yeah. last year was he it did. last year he's the comedy dad isn't he the comedy yeah um, he was um he was in modern willard. family willard i'm yeah. i'm gonna find i'm gonna find out because <laughs> he is worthy of talking about because of how great he is fred willard oh That's mr. It, Tobias, willard. he played mr tobias i love that man so much he did he was you could tell he was very poorly and i think it was on wasn't on fallon it was the other guy jimmy kimmel i think it was on kimmel where he was doing sketches for them and it's like he was he was very old and he looked very frail but fuck me can he still hit <laughs> the comedy north he was so so funny and he's he is he's the comedy dad and i was gutted when he died but i do love their opening scene it really sets everything up he played that so straight though you yeah. know like when he used to see in a, a certain person play comedy it's like when robin williams first played his when he did the fisher king 
Mm. It was a straight movie. It, mm -hmm. it, it was like, this is something, isn't it? This you know, is different. When it's you're conditioned to certain actors playing certain roles, maybe not so typecast, <laughs> but with uh, Fred Willard, it is very much that case that everything he's ever been in, he's been the funny guy. And even yeah. in this, he wasn't. He was like the downtrodden husband, you know, that had to put up with her shit because she's just decorated for Halloween. And then she wanted to make a cornucopia. And he's like, what the hell is one of those? And she's like, oh, it's a big, you know. And he's like, for Christ's sake, we can't even think about Christmas yet. We haven't got Halloween out of the way. And she's I like. I love the word cornucopia because it always reminds us of the Hunger Games. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they called. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's called. like yeah. I think it's a. I think the definition of it is like circular thing with something in the middle. That's how I because that's what it is in the Hunger Games. It's a circular thing with something in the middle. <laughs> it was like uh... <laughs> um, I've just looked at the list because to get um his name, <laughs> fucking Tom DeLong is credited in this movie. <laughs> But also a weird one who is credited, which I found strange because there is absolutely no proof of this happening. I don't actually know. I tell a lie. It's not credited, but it's everywhere I I, I read uh -huh. about. I think I know who you're going to see. Yeah. Apparently it's bullshit. Kyle Gass? No. I've Ooh, got Kyle Gass. Yeah, Kyle Gass is credited as another Burger King, like the jungle king. He's in that scene. I'm going to have to go back and watch that now. I didn't yeah. know that, no. No, me neither. Why can't I find my back button on here? This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, Kyle Gass's credit is, is being alongside Tom DeLonge. <laughs> well, that's a weird combo, is it not? It, that is very strange. Also, you know what song I've got in my head now? <laughs> out of control and got sick of us the other day because i couldn't stop singing it and you know his name is kyle gas and now i was going to say robert england because what everything i read said that robert england was the voice of the hand when did the hand speak? It didn't have, oh, well, he did do kind of a few noises in the microwave, and when he dies, it's like, Ugh. <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't find like everybody that all these like top 10 this facts about this, and like I'm going along, and the majority of them had Robert England played the hand, but then I watched the dead meat, um, the oh, kill count yeah. on this, and he was like. He vehemently denies he ever he ever did the voice for this. So where that rumor came from, oh. I don't know. So wow, I nearly let it slip. Everyone has seen the episode now and know that our poor Claude Rains is no longer the reigning champ of kill counts. And I nearly let it slip on the previous <laughs> Sunday episode. I was like, mm, mm, you're gonna have to watch it because <laughs> yeah. there's a moment. There's a more because we were talking about kill counts of Final Destination, yeah. Um, because some uh, it was just out of interest, and I went, won't be as big as. Oh, I can't say that. Oh, I can't say that. No, that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. That doesn't happen yet. That's not even happened. Nope. Claude Rains still reigning yeah. champ. Ding, in ding. the future. <laughs> yeah, all in the future. Yeah, I didn't know about Kyle Gas, but I always forget that Vivica A. Fox is in this movie. And I fucking love her. Kill Bill is 
secretly one of my favorites. I fucking love them movies. And if I get in the Tarantino mood, it's where I start from. And I love her character in that. And to be honest, it's very the same to what she plays in this. But you see, I really I know her mainly from Independence Day. Yeah. The, stri- the stripper mum. She was the stripper you know, mum. She was that that character, that's how I know her. Because I remember going to see Independence Day in the in the cinema and uh, my cousin was sat next to me and you know the bit where the alien comes to the each he, he, he pops um brent spiner slap mm. on on the thing my cousin had popcorn woof went everywhere oh. she literally decorated the row in front and behind uh, with popcorn um amazing i would not be angry if someone did that mind i would be like yes get in <laughs> Free um, popcorn. i just i rem- i remember not going to see Independence Day at the cinema, but it being on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and it being a Christmas Eve movie for a couple of years in a row. And I was like, why? It's a choice. Why? Why <laughs> would Independence Day of all movies be a 24th of December movie? I don't get it, but I do like it. But I, I always, again, until you've said it there, totally forgot she was in that too. Yeah. And she is a brilliant actress. Like, she very much camps it up in this. This the, the, I found a quote by Seth Green about this movie and it kind of sums up everything about the film as it goes along. And uh, the quote is that the best thing about that movie was that everybody working on it had a different mission statement. We all thought we were making a different movie. Mm. Me and the boys, Devon and Eldon, were convinced we were making a high drama with some comedic elements. <laughs> and we tried to make our relationship as lifelong best friends believable. The director, Rodman, was attempting to make a throwback Italian horror film like a Dario Argento flick. The writers really wanted it to be Heather's, and the studio was listening to the test marketing and saying that they really wanted the zombies to be cuter and have more wacky antics, and apparently all the kids in the audience thought there should be more pot smoking. That pot should have saved the day, and somewhere somehow Jessica Alba needed to get her top rift off, and that's how the whole new ending got shot, where she shot up on the car lift and gets her midsection ripped off and the pot saves the day and i and we build a giant bong out of a carburetor but um yeah he was basically saying that everybody that was on the film didn't have any direction in the sense of that we don't know the movie they were making was totally different everybody just so vivica and randy um and and randy had their idea of they were doing the campy camp side of it you know the we must kill the hands you know the crazed people then you had the three lads that were best buddies that were trying to make sure they look like best buddies jessica alba was trying to make it i i hated her character yeah because they made her so overly sexualized and and it was just like can't you tits love i'm all up for sexual positivity and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah like you do like, you but they overhyped it for yeah. no reason and they didn't need to because she could do that very much on her own by just being her there is so many scenes in this though that make that this movie is chopped and cut to pieces yeah and there are scenes in it where there's one where they're outside and they can see Jessica Alba playing a bass guitar in the mirror. But that makes no fucking sense because the scene that was cut would have explained Jessica Simpson, Jessica Simpson, Jessica Alba's bass guitar playing at that time and what she was playing. So that this, but it's, it's 
all the way through the movie it's just yeah. cut and chopped to pieces and reshot and deleted scenes and where's the idle hands cut where's the where's you know like the snyder cut yeah That's... i know that recently they did a rooftop cinema film club version um they 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 went out and devon and eldon and uh rodman the director and seth uh basically went to this viewing and after they'd done it it was relatively new so i want to say it was in, within the last one or two years this mm. this rooftop thing um they were all saying that rodman was thinking about writing another one a part two um because uh, Devon's always expressed his interest in wanting to do a second one. No. Um, but I'm not sure. I think some things... Are best left on the shelf? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be 24 years later. You, there's no hiding the fact that Devon Sarwar is a should. dad. <laughs> you know, not, you can't... Let's not put time on it, shall we, Dan? <laughs> That's depressing. 24 years 24 later. 24 years. Oh, my good God. It doesn't oh. feel. It feels like yesterday that I was introduced to this movie. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question because I don't remember, and I, I did refresh my memory and watch this again last night. But I don't remember how his hand became possessed. I just know that it was possessed. Okay, so yeah, it just happens. There's yeah, no. There's no, there's no story, significant. There? There's no significant moment. His hand is just that idle that whatever possessed it, because that is today's monster, by the way, is the possession of the hand. Um, just right there, just happened. Yeah, it was, it was just just that lazy. So the devil just went, "Hello, you'll do." Um, is it the devil? Well, because um, when I was thinking of the intro, I'd started off with, and you know, the today's monster, the devil, and blah blah blah, and idle hands, and 1999, 99. Um. But then I was like, hang on, is it the devil? Is someone going to come for us and go, it's not the devil. It was, <laughs> and you weren't paying attention. Because apparently that's what I do. I, apparently I don't pay attention during movies. <laughs> because I imagine I, I let stuff and subplots and su subtitles go straight out of my head. <laughs> well, I know there was a little section where Vivica went to see a prisoner that had a shriveled hand. Yeah, because it, it fucked off. It, yeah, because it fucked off out of the hand. So it left that guy and gone into Devon. I, I presume that's what had happened, but obviously well, they didn't. He's just sitting there, isn't he? And that's when it, it, it literally just happens. Yeah. <laughs> just, anytime anyone mentions idle hands, do you do that? <laughs> I go get it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he'd been out cold. He'd been high for three days. And not realised his parents have been gone for three days. That's the type of that is the level of laziness the devil is looking for. Yeah. Someone who does not give two shits to go and check on their parents to make sure they are actually still living. Like, or even there, he just he's just acting. I mean, how, he's just acting like nothing's happened. But I've just remembered how cool is his dog. It's when he it's when he pulls them under the blanket with them. It's when he pushes the dog out in front to make the dog go first. You yes. know, like, stuck his head around the corner. But, I, uh, see it. I was very upset on first viewing when Seth and Nub gets killed. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I was very upset. But then to know that they came back and the the bottle. Did you do any research on the makeup? I, didn't, I haven't had a chance. Yeah. Guess who it was? No. <laughs> It was. Well, it uh, Jack Pierce, that's for sure. No, it was Greg Cannon. 
really Dracula yeah you know we talked about all the makeup he did on Dracula Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was Greg Cameron and um he there's only (sighs) CGI is only used in the scene where you will only ever see Nubs carrying his head um other than that I guess that's just easiness in respect to practicality I I get that everything else all practical everything You can tell. Hand in the microwave, the burrito coming out of Nubs' throat, (laughs) which to this day, it makes me laugh because I'm disgusted. But it's like my initial go to every time I laugh and I'm like, oh, that is so gross. It's fucking vile. But it makes sense. And that's the kind of detail that people don't really pay attention to in horrors. Like, no, it's true. You know, that's what he's he still thinks he's hungry yeah but he's dead <laughs> he's not so, attached to his body yeah you know? and he's dead so he's... nothing's really working in there but they still I, wanted their burrito <laughs> i mean i would always want a burrito as well but I, i'm just a hungry person and um, i did always love seth green's bottle yeah. i look for some I, i've got to think about certain noises and the noise of him clunking when the it gets stuck in the, uh-huh. in the air I, I love that noise. Well, they, I could they listen tried, to that. They tried normal bottles, you know, normal, um, the ones you can buy, normal glass bottles, and they, they said it protruded too far out. And it, because mm-hmm. obviously Seth being my height, which I can confirm. It's very diddy. Um, he is incredibly small. So the, it didn't sit right because the bottle was coming out like here with a normal neck on it. So mm-hmm. they were trying to look for different things to do and they didn't want to make a bottle, if you know what I mean. They didn't want to in, that have to mould one, shape one, blow one in glass or fake glass or whatever it is they do. So they looked at hotel bottles and in America um, and you get like Snapple and those weird ones that are smaller. Oh, yeah. They have the smaller necks. So that's what they used instead of like a normal bottle size which i thought was pretty cool but you never see seth get killed you see nubs to a degree but you don't see seth you just hear it i love when he runs because he just shuffles (laughs) he is the most adorable character in yeah he is the most adorable character in this please don't kill me He's just so he's just so innocent and sweet, which is why I was always really good at because I thought like that was it for them. Yeah. Like I generally thought that was it until they were sitting on that chair. I was like, oh, what a twist. <laughs> well, it was the bit where they were talking to him and and like I think it's Seth Town that comes out of the dirt and grabs him when he's buried them in the back garden. Um and then he thinks he's had a bad dream because they whack him with a shovel, don't they? And they, he comes yes. downstairs and he sees them sat there. And it's the the fact that they'd been watching Dawn of the Dead. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, it was it Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead. Dead? So like, it's all quite. It is quite clever how it is all linked, and it was also filmed on the same street Halloween was filmed on as well. So yeah. it kind of has a bit of a carpenter connection too, kind of keeping with that horror theme. It's it's crazy. There's there's so much. Um, there's there is so many little. Like I say, um, nods and th- <laughs> I think the thing about the like ninety movies though was the music was such a big factor. Massively, the soundtracks late. in oh. everything in the late nineties was we, like the faculty because you went over that. it, didn't you? 
the, yeah. you went over the faculty recently the yeah, soundtrack yeah. on that was one of my favorites then uh obviously it's... screen one and two had some uh, really fantastic soundtracks um but yeah that's what, stuff that's what we were living for yeah. like the music it came like nowadays do we are people really going to watch these movies for the soundtrack because essentially that's what we were doing yeah we yeah. were looking for the soundtrack in like to I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it because it was a big major part yeah. of movie experience was the soundtrack going out and buying it after you've seen the film i mean oh, i yes. i am i'm a vinyl collector i've got a lot of original vinyls that but only soundtracks of movies that's all oh. i collect so if, if i started like, i wouldn't stop <laughs> i'm very selective i'm not like i'm one of these people who I'm not like a perfectionist or anything like that, but I've really got to have liked the film to have wanted to bought the soundtrack, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, it, uh, Idle Hands, it just had so many on there, you know, of, of the Thai musicians, which let's have a look. Oh, Rob Zombie, still out singing now. Blink-182, just got back together, still out singing now. Bloody Offspring on a reunion tour, out still doing it now. And it's mm. like 24 years ago, these bands were big and they're still big so, now which oh, there's still it's crazy it's crazy to me that and especially when i'm watching tiktok these days all these younger emos and i'm like dude no you're making us feel like my mum feels when i first like when i was <laughs> like i like simon and garfunkel now and no this is not fair and um, class is elder emo I think it's classed as elder emos, isn't it? That's I don't term. know where I don't know where I fall within the music genre of gr when I was growing up because I was I, I was full on goth from the age of fifteen. Metalhead, like metal's always been me thing. Like Metallica is, is my favorite band of all time, so metal's always been me thing. Then black metal, and then I went through me punk phase. Then I went through me emo phase. Then I went back to metal. And I'm like, I don't know where I felt like I have followed and been in a part of all these little niches and of music. And it I listen to Dolly Parton. Yeah, see, I'm I'm very much the same. I appreciate most music. I, I it yeah. doesn't matter. It took I, a long I, time to step away from that though, to be able to like to say to myself, if it, it it's okay if you want to listen to some Nicki Minaj, you're allowed <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Like and I do, I love I, I've got fair few songs of Nicki Minaj that I really like but yeah it took us a long time to be like it's okay you're allowed to listen to other stuff <laughs> yeah I mean I was lucky I was brought up in a household where my parents at the time had totally different polar opposite tastes yeah so did. we had my dad ZZ Top bloody dire straits you know all that side of it and then we had my mum who was Motown she was um any kind of soul I was brought up with that so you know I had both those and then when we went to my nan and granddad's my granddad was obsessed with big band music so I had lots of like Glenn Miller and yeah. stuff like that so and he always used to sit down and we used to play records and I got used to go through his record collection because my aunties used to leave all their records there so I had such a huge knowledge of music growing up that kids didn't understand me when I used to sort of say oh have you heard this song and then they'd be like oh it's really square you're such a nerd such a, oh, you yeah know. I, yeah I got the same my my parents like my dad like 
my love of punk comes from my dad. Dad loved the Dropkick Murphys. It got yeah. us into the Pistols. Um, but it, he wasn't like a huge punk fan. He just yeah. liked them, and it, that's where I kind of found them. My mom, she liked a, a rock like ACDC, um, oh Thin Lizzy and uh, Zeppelin. Um, so there was that. But then what I remember and what my core memories are, and my sisters is listening to Simon and Garfunkel, which did not fucking appreciate at the time. Absolutely can On every playlist I have, there's at least one Simon and Garfunkel song on there. The Boxer. Um, that is one of my favourite Simon and Garfunkel. Um, the Boxer and C- Strawberry Fair. Cecilia. Uh, Fair, sorry. I love Cecilia. Um, and I love um, Sound of... Uh, what's it? The one that... Silence. Yeah, Sound of Silence. I love that. Um, but yeah, I didn't appreciate it growing up. I do now. Thank you, mother. Um, but yeah, George Michael, Soul to Soul, um, a lot of Phil Collins. I Karen, loved Karen Phil Wheeler, Collins. Karen Wheeler, wasn't it? Soul yeah. Soul. Yeah. Back, Back to life. life. Yeah, that's what I used to listen to gro- growing up. And But music was like, it was a big part of our lives because we, we, we were always doing something, so we were always in the car. Mm. So like music was, but then I, I went through the boy band thing, you know, I, I did 17. that. Fuck that. No. That, yeah. no. My sister is a dick, right? Because when we, I was like, take that. Michaela's like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go E17. I'm like, Backstreet Boy. She's like, you can go and fuck off and all because I'm going and sing. Yeah. <laughs> no, we did. I, 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 <laughs> I was, my sister was obsessed with Take That. I liked Take That when they came out and that, but uh, it, I, my sister was absolutely enamored with take that and she went to see them a couple of times and then it was boys own for my sister she was absolutely in love with Stephen Gately oh, um and she was yeah she was like obsessed um I even bought her tickets in the last I think it was about I want to say maybe six or eight years ago they did a reunion tour boys own and uh they did the O2 so I bought her like fourth row tickets and took her to see boys own and I have to say, as adults, I ha- I now appreciate looking at people like Keith Duffy <laughs> and Shane Lynch. Back in the day, not so much. But no. as an adult, with adult but- eyes, looking at adult men, it's like... Oh, I did that. I went and see New Kids on the Block a few years ago. It was fucking brilliant. Didn't even, didn't even fill the arena at all. But I swear to God, I had the best time. It was just so much fun. I didn't um, even know they were touring. See, I would have loved to have gone and seen them. I was obsessed with, with Joey. Uh, Joey now, now scares the life out of me. I'm like, oh, 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 no. yeah, oh, yeah. Looking at them, you're like, wow, you are 50 year old men trying to dance <laughs> like you are 20. That doesn't work. But yeah. she even managed to do it when I got into the harder music. I was a huge fan, and I hate. Actually, I don't hate her. Admit it. I love this fucking stage of my life. I was a huge Limp Bizkit fan, like fucking huge. Michaela, yeah. no, I see your Limp Bizkit, and I'll raise you corn. I am a huge <laughs> corn fan, and it was like. Fuck you. We went through this to and fro and all the time. And I didn't even realize it until I was looking back thinking, yeah, we always did the opposite kind of thing. <laughs> always. Michaela then took like a huge dive and went into the hymn realm and Switchblade Symphony. And I was like, nah, fuck that. Even though I did take it to go and see him in Glasgow. Because we went to go and we, we were going to get the best of both worlds. We went to see um, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. and him was supporting yeah so i would get to see ozzy and michaela would get to see him and he cancelled so i ended up feeling really sorry for her and buying her tickets to go and see them in glasgow that was a night 
<laughs> that, hap that happened. But going back to soundtracks, um, I'm just having a look to see if I can find the soundtrack to this because it wasn't just um, Rob Zombie and yeah. it was but more people. i tell you what I did find, though, which I've been giggling at while it's been on my screen. The fuck it. It's too far. Yeah. When he go, and I've got the whole thing here. I didn't kill anyone on purpose, okay? Yeah, well, we weren't in hell. I mean, there was a bright white light at the end of a long tunnel, right? And there was these chicks' voices, and then this music, music, yeah, kind of cool music, like Enya, and these chicks' voices, and they were saying, "Come to us, come towards the light." Mm. So what happened? We figured, fuck it. I mean, it was really far. Hence, why that it would be me. I'd be like, ah, uh, yeah. No, I just you could picture that scene. No, would hundred percent be me. You just... killed me. Now let's try and keep things in perspective here. <laughs> Some of the quotes on this are absolutely fantastic. Like it is a very quotable muse. Like it, quotable. Oh God, yeah. But in saying that about quotes, did you know Seth Green was responsible for the quote "cha-ching"? Hmm. You know how everybody goes around going cha-ching, cha-ching. You know, or the, not they don't go around doing it now, but you know what I mean. It's 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 a a well-known thing that if someone says, "Oh, I got some money," someone goes, "Oh yeah, cha-ching." Mm. Yeah, you, get, you always get someone. Yeah, it was Seth Green. He was in an advert when he was no. younger uh, in the early eighties. Um, he was playing like a, a server in a restaurant, and I think he was on like a drive-through. Mm -hmm. And he says the words "chiching," and it's the first time that that coin, that phrase, was ever coined. Um, and thank you, Seth Green. <laughs> yes, do I need so to pay? Do I need to pay him money now to like use it? <laughs> well, he's well. a clever man. He's another one like Dexter Holland because he's he's into his space. Seth, he loves space. So NASA recently let oh, him do that's some right. stuff, and I was like. Holy shit, I didn't know that. But uh, Yeah, NASA will let anyone do anything if you give them the money. Uh, he developed a patch for the research missions for the um, International Space Station um, that that helps enhance life on Earth because he he's so intelligent, Seth Green, that he graduated early from school because their system is very weird to me. Like, in the UK... You go through years at school um, unless there are special circumstances, like exceptional circumstances, and you do your you, – every year is full of the kids of that year, and it doesn't matter if you fail that year or not. You still progress on to the second year. Yeah, watch Harry Potter. Year. That gives you a good idea of our schooling you don't, system. Yeah, you don't get held back. There's no. none of that. You are just – you progress through your years, and then you're kicked out when you're 16. You yeah. either get the choice to go to college, or um, once you've completed your college, you then go to eight uh, – to uni university and that's that's yeah. it that's our system yeah. um but yeah he graduated at 16 so he, he fast-tracked years at school and he went on and did his um... why couldn't we do that i'd be super fucker into i would read if that was the case <laughs> i would have been a really clever kid just, just to get to, the hell out of school just to get the hell out of there <laughs> yeah. but no i guess that's the upside of the fact that we know guarantee we know we are leaving school at 16 15 if you mean because i was the youngest in the class but Yes, you are guaranteed you are going to leave school. They don't leave until like 18 or something. Yeah, it's it's like that. I don't understand the grading system either because in the UK we have years 1 to 11. Um, 
and that's your school years uh so when you finish year 11 you you're 16 but you have grade 12 grade grade 11 grade i don't get the grading systems because you they're only in high school for three years i think what six from i think it's 15 16 to 18 they're actually in high school and this is where i get very confused because i don't understand you don't need that many schools surely are you in junior high for like five years how long are you in junior high for i I mean what's that is that our equivalent of primary school i think it's our equivalent of yeah junior juniors because you go it as i grew up we had nursery infants juniors seniors yeah me too so that was it um not all kids go to nursery because it's not necessarily a um i did a thing i did but it yeah, wasn't yeah. necessarily a requirement nursery no it's, just, it's not it was either a um, morning or afternoon i used to work it, i worked in the nursery that i went to um and it was morning or afternoons yeah morning slot or afternoon slot i think it yeah. was an afternoon so i think that the way they split it is very alien to me so i can't fathom i think mm-hmm. basically he'd finished his entire adult schooling in junior high hence why he's incredibly intelligent um but yeah he he then decided he didn't want to apply um all of his intelligence because he wanted to be in movies <laughs> well so. thank god he did because he's done some freaking amazing like come on one of his first is it like what a thing to be fucking remembered for like even if you do nothing else yeah you are still a richie Torza in the original it which people i know there's no i don't hear a lot of people shitting on the the new ones um that i i, I generally i'm either not looking for it or i don't care um yeah. but he will always be the original richie Torza. Mm. always beep beep richie yep so i've got the list of the songs All right, and yeah. holy holy shit right you've got peppy rock by ptk btk you got blood caught by Tim Armstrong and Rancid. Like, if that's not yeah. a fucking soundtrack to my child, my teens or early, <laughs> late teens, early 20s. Um, you've got Shout of the Devil by Monty Crew. You've got Santorini. Santorina, I don't practice Santoria. Santoria by Sublime. Um, Quarantine by David Garza. Not too keen, not too sure on that. Um, I am a pig by Rob Halford and John Five. Um, Rob Halford, yeah. Judas Priest, uh, right? Judas Priest. Yeah. Um, pop that coochie. <laughs> that was the one that they got obsessed with when they went running in, and they didn't see Mum and Dad dead on the floor. They went straight to the TV, and then they were both doing a little dance to it, weren't they? That's how the yeah. English am I when I said that? Pop that uh, coochie. <laughs> Obviously, Dracula. Um, how do you feel by Vanessa Dore? Don't know yeah. that one. Rude Boy Rock by Lion Rock. Glow in the Dark by David Garza again. Um, Mind Trip New York. <gasps> I'm back, back in a New York groove. That's on Answer playlist. Um, I want to be sedated, beheaded, Kaylin, and push it which is by Wayne Static. It's yes. Static X. Static X, yeah. Static X. How did I I always forget that band exists. And we, then we once I remember, but then once I remember, I then have to remember that Wayne Static's dead. Yes. Yeah. 
It's like I go through and I go through that oh no moment every time <laughs> I think about it. Yeah, it's it's weird, isn't it? Because music is timeless, as are movies. So, I mean, whilst they age, they're still there forever. Yeah, and and so you don't always remember that these people are no longer around. Oh, I do. So I do. My sister presented a TikTok to me the other day, and it's a boy who goes, "So you've got this autistic brother." Is he really good at maths? No. This is what he's really good at. And he shouts over his brother and he's like, So like Stephen, when when did when did Christopher Lee die? Stephen, when did and this guy's like ripping out these dates and I'm like, Oh shit, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't tell you the dates or the years, but I will tell you if a person's dead or not. <laughs> dead. Dead. dead yeah dead i like to point it out it's one of my annoying annoying traits is yeah they're dead <laughs> brilliant <laughs> have you got any more on idle hands yes tying into we i know dawson's creek has come up a couple of times for us in a few the creek of, the the dawson <laughs> in a few of our podcasts now i don't know if they've gone out yet or they're yet to come out i'm Mon completely lost Monday. When... no it's already out yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, because I think I messaged Paul afterwards and went, I didn't realise how much I knew on the Dawson. Yeah. <laughs> I really didn't. But there's an episode of Dawson's Creek where the Idle Hands poster is in the background on the wall. Really? And I was just like, you can't write that. Dawson's Creek has come up a couple of times recently and it's just like, and it's up again now. Here we are. Here we are so... with the Dawson. Yeah, my knowledge on that is is ridiculous. And I'm sure I don't, I'm sure it's in the Jason episode, but why? I can't remember. Oh, you oh. talked about the bird on the bridge, yeah. Jason versus Freddy, yes. Yeah. The the main girl in it who was in the Dawson. Um, <laughs> now I can't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I was very passionate about it. Incredibly, yeah. So <laughs> I just thought that was like a weird kind of bit of hark back kind of weirdness that came up when it said Dawson's Creek I went are you kidding is uh, everything now going to relate to Dawson's Creek are we going to have a running theme so we've had these running themes with you know Boris Karloff being cast in everything and um Jack Pierce's makeup abilities and Claude Rains you know our lord and saviour Claude Rains um but yeah is Dawson the Dawson the Dawson's we me and Anth call it the Dawson. The um, Dawson connection, yeah. The Dawson the Dawson connection. Can we can we do a Dawson connection in our episodes? We will see. Oh, I'm gonna um, give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> I know that the budget for this movie was twenty five million. And that's a lot of coin. For nineteen ninety nine that was a lot. But because of the whole issue with the Columbine thing. Um, not that I'm minimising it in any way, but you no, know, God, no, 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 um, absolutely not. But I know fact, what you mean. And the fact that the Matrix came out the same weekend, whoa, it hit number six in its first week, and then it died. Oh, um, what if you've pulled, come up against the Matrix? But it was pulled out of cinemas, I think, within a very minimal amount of time. So I think it only maybe had three weeks at the maximum run in Do cinemas you think it's because they knew. Like, it was. I think it was a combination of they were getting so much heat about the Columbine situation, and then the then the um, Matrix just wiped everything mm. away. And uh, 
So it only made 4.2 million in the, in the box office. So there was a loss of 21 million basically on this movie. And to put really? that into perspective, Scream 2 had a budget of 24 million, so 1 million less, but grossed over 176 million. So yeah but the thing is it wasn't pulled it had a full run in the cinema and yeah. there was no controversy surrounding it so it had the money it had the backing it had the names it had the special effects it had you know all the people were in the right places mm -hmm. for this to get where it needed to get but the issue i find with this movie was that i think the studio asked the public's opinion too, too much. much too much because it's very noticeable no it might might be more noticeable now when you go back and watch it knowing that this is very cut up yeah and pasted with other stuff there's a lot of reshoots in it there's it's the alternative ending the new ending is an alternate ending isn't it yeah and there's but there's mistakes in this parts of the original ending kept in there as well it's a for all this movie is very special to a lot of people me included i i hold it in high regard there is still a lot of like ew, that that yeah 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 there was yeah. some issues with the swimming pool and uh like a labyrinth wall of hands that was grabbing at them and then there was a porthole to hell that opened up in the swimming pool um and this was all the the original ending and they screen tested it and people were like well that doesn't go with anything else that's happened in the film what's Ooh. this about you know who the um, fuck were they asking? <laughs> Stoners, I think, because that was their target audience. I'm gathering. Um, oh well, you, so they probably yeah. weren't even watching. But these 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 people said, "Oh yeah, we want to see more of Jessica Alba," oh, as in less right. of Jessica Alba at the same time. Yeah, hence why she was made so naked or very scantily clad through ninety percent of the film. She, I think the only time she had the most clothes on was when she was riding the motorcycle past his house, and that was it. She is adorable, though. She, she is, is fucking adorable, and she could have done it with clothes on. Put it that way. She could yeah. honestly, she could have, because she's she's got it all here. She doesn't need to be shown here. Even though I'm not against the whole, you know, women can show as much skin yeah. or as less skin as they want to. I'm not, a, it, you know, it's not for me to say. I'm happy with anything, as long as it's used correctly. And they're comfortable with it themselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would hate to think that she was put in a position that she wasn't comfortable in. Yeah, I mean, she was also in the running. Emily Blunt was originally cast as the, um, as Black Widow for Marvel. Yes, I knew that. Now, Emily Blunt dropped out. And they offered it to Jessica Alba. Oh. But Jessica was pregnant at the time, I think. So she couldn't take the role and Scarlett Johansson got it. So that must be a kicker. If if there's, I, I mean, I'm not saying she regrets having a baby. I'm not saying that. But if there was one part that passed you by, bloody yeah, hell, that's that was, the part. That was a, a guaranteed paycheck for at least 10 11 yeah. i'm trying to think how many years she did it for 11 years yeah there's a guaranteed paycheck i am so fucking pleased that emily <laughs> blunt did not get that part only because i love emily i blunt, like her but no but i would she is sue storm to me like really? if she's gonna yeah she's gonna play anyone i want to play sue storm well, her I, and her husband john krasinski 
as Reed Richards, which he has already done, and he's, her he's as Sue Storm. He's confetti now, though. He's confetti. That's one universe. We're yeah. in the multiverse. Yeah, but uh, it was. Uh, I remember when people said she, um, Emily Blunt was up for Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. and I, I could have seen it because yeah. at the time it was either her or the people was in Ronda Rousey, and I was like, please, no, <laughs> please, don't you, please don't let Carol be Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I see her as Sue Storm. I like, mean, I saying really... that. Yeah, so. Sorry, yeah, no, I really no, but so. seeing random parts that miss car- miss these actors by. Seth Green was going to originally be recast as Jay in Silent Bob and Jay. Uh, Jay had some issues, as we all well know. Um, Jay's Mass- never been massively. someone that hides it, but they were oh, going to rip no. him off. Of, they were going to rip him off of one of the movies, so they were going to recast him. Uh, and Seth Green was up for the part of Jay. <laughs> That would have been no, absolutely no. no. It's only because we know Jay and Silent Bob very well, and we are like Jay's does a whole podcast about his sobriety, and yeah. you know, and Kevin wrote a whole fucking book about Jay's past and everything like that. So it's not not a secret. No. But the guy used to be able to pull it together for yeah. work, and yeah. um, totally turned his life around. Now he's a dad of two. Like he just looks when you when you think of happiness and look at Jay's face it's just there completely I could not see Seth Green no, no. I mean I don't know who's uh, no but yeah no. I found that tip out and I also found out that Devon Sawa was actually um ahead of another Canadian actor um to play one of the most iconic roles of I, I would say it's probably one of the top five iconic roles of all time um, but he was just pipped by Hayden Christensen to play Anakin Skywalker. <gasps> Devon Sawa was up for the part as well. So Hayden won it. Um, but yeah, that would have been, I can't say it would have been a bad choice. No, I can't say it would be because the problem with Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin is the fact it it is not his fault. What you got on screen will never be his fault. He was directed and he was provided lines. That dialogue is not his. That direction is not his. That is just unfortunately what you got from the people behind the scene. I cannot blame Hayden Christensen for that. And I don't think it would have been any different for Devin either. He would have had the same direction and the same dialogue and probably the same fucking outcome at the end of it. In a matter of seconds, seconds in the Obi Wan Kenobi program, seconds just with the right few lines, he won it back mm-hmm. like that. And I think Clone Wars, the TV series, helped a lot with that because it helped to bring a character to Anakin that hadn't been seen yeah. properly because of how. But I don't. I think Devin would have had the same issue that he did. I really I think- went on a Star Wars one there. But the two issues with these guys is, I will say, Hayden in real life smells like cigarettes and coffee. Um, is that true? <laughs> yes, I, I have I a thing. Him. I have I have a thing about smells. Is that I really true? Yeah, I was. That's all we I'm were at Rhode think Island convention, and uh, this is going back. I want to say 2018, 2019, because we went those two years. Um, I don't know which one it was, but 
we were queuing up and i think i just met, met bam, uh, bam magera at that point and he was kicking some bloke in the nards <laughs> did he smell did just he just smell shame and regret no he smelled like lynx africa really you know, like, <laughs> that that kind of like like ma- like manly perfumey smell yeah that's all i can think of when i think of lynx africa so then we went in to queue up for for hayden afterwards and he just smelt like he'd chain smoked for about an hour um and then you could smell coffee as well so it was just like wow that's, that's that that was and I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad smell no somebody, i get you but like, i have such a thing on smell when it comes to people like in my head johnny depp fucking stinks because he <laughs> smokes licorice he smokes lit- licorice cigarettes oh no so, and oh, I remember I, when, I remember when Anthony used to smoke them and they're disgusting. Yeah. The smell is awful. And that's all I can think of. Every time I see him, I just go, You fucking stink. I know yeah. you do. Um <laughs> Yeah, so and now I'm all I'm gonna think of when I see Hayden Christensen is, yeah, mate, you smell too. And someone told us that Paul Bettany smells like heaven. Really? He just has this beautiful aroma of like nice scent around him and i was like that's all i can think of when i see vision is oh you smell nice alan tudjik smelled really nice that oh. i will say that i had that sort of similar thing i mean that's this is a weird conversation i'm going to step away from the smelling of people now but you know <laughs> i have i have this one with my best friend all the time because i always she hates the fact that i've put it in her head that johnny depp stinks so she was like well jason momoa looks like he fucking reeks and i'm like he probably does <laughs> to me he he looks like he smells like days old guinness because yeah. that's what he drinks so i feel like it would sweat out of his pores and that's what yeah. it smells like um so yeah people smells what a tangent to go on to people <laughs> smells well i was gonna say that the connection between devon and um hayden is that they both did films that technically reignited or ignited their careers and then killed them simultaneously because yeah. Devon did one of the worst films I've ever had the misfortune to watch and I think I might have talked about this before um it was called The Fanatic and it was with John Travolta yes you have <laughs> yeah um yes you have <laughs> And it was uh, Fred Durst's directorial yes. debut. I mean, therein should have told you the clue of the quality of the movie. I I, I didn't learn my lesson there. No, did you but... Did you know he directed it before you watched it? Ah, uh, it was one of those things where you know when you you you've heard it, someone mentioned it, but you thought ah. More fool you if you knew that Fred Durst directed that. No, I think I took it with a pinch of salt because I thought they were winding me up because I was just like, <laughs> Fred Durst directing a film with John Travolta in? Never. No. You're, you're having me on. <laughs> and uh, it started and it came up directed by Fred Durst. And I went, oh. <laughs> and, and it's and just that's like... what killed his career. Well, it was the first movie he'd been in for a while um and it, it was billed as his comeback yeah. um, i know he'd been in tv he'd gone off and done tv so that was where he was living in tv land at that point mm. but his his comeback to movies was to do the fanatic with with john travolta and uh the the lines Traces. from tropic thunder where he says you never go full 
when yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is giving Ben Stiller's character the whole speech about you never go full. Yeah, I fucking love that. John went full. He <gasps> went, we're talking full on Ben Stiller mode in this and Oh, what the, the what is it Happy Jack? Mumma make me happy. <laughs> he plays an obsessed <laughs> fan with some sort of learning difficulty. <gasps> John Travolta. And I don't think he's ever spent any time with anybody with any kind of learning disability in his life because... Yeah, he did. He's fucking son. Not... Well, if this is how he perceives his son, then I'm very concerned. Wow. I, this is not method acting. This is... <laughs> Honestly, it's one of those films that is so bad. I need other people to go and watch it to make sure I that think I I'm actually gonna have to imagine just, it. One, yeah, just to make sure it's real. And two, <laughs> because because sometimes the mind can play tricks. Yeah. I actually caught myself in a moment of sheer tiredness on Saturday when I got back from the wedding. I watched Grease. I don't mind that film. Out of out of choice as well. I watched it. Um, um I and there was one. Say- I, mm. I, I, I'm Sandy in the school production of Grease. I've never done Grease in all of my musical theatre years. I have never done yeah. Grease. Um, fucking Joseph, plenty of times. Yeah, Jesus same. Christ, man, find a fucking new musical. Um, but there was there was one thing that re- and I'm we are the podcast of tangents, so I'm going to go off on one. One thing I noticed in there, Jan, Pink right. Lady Jan. Yeah, she yeah. is the she is the fat friend. Yes, she is, yeah. Yeah, and they talk about her diet and her eating too much. And I'm like, what the the fuck? Hang on a minute. What? (laughs) She's fucking fine. There's nothing wrong with her. (laughs) It's very of the time. Very of the time. But then it's. I was just like, like, where the fuck have I been? Like, how many times have I seen Greece? And this is the first time I'm picking up on that? I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, I didn't even know that the cast of Greece were just at Edinburgh Com- with me. Yeah, they were. Did you Didi miss them? Didi Con and Jan and freaking... Yeah, yeah no All idea. the T-Birds who were still alive apart from John Travolta. Had I... He's not still alive. He's just a walking corpse. Whoosh! <laughs> um, <laughs> that Scientology, isn't it? <laughs> keeps them keeps them young and keeps fresh young. forever in their Tupperware. Yeah, they're at Edinburgh Com- They've been in yeah. a few, actually. Yeah, I just had no idea, and and Greece you was such them. a big part of my life growing up, you know, because I never was the main, the popular kid. I was never the kid that got, hmm. you know, well, I wasn't because I was weird. Well, <laughs> I just was, and and I'm I mean, okay you're sitting back, you're sitting there with a, you know, behind you, and there's a hand, so and a gremlin, and a gre- um, gremlin, gremlin with a shield, which I've just noticed, by the way. Well, this is actually a. Um, it's a backpack that was made as a limited edition for World of Warcraft, and it, right. they are like rocking horse shit. They, they these bags because Rob's mum found him one, and it's like he wants it out to be able to display it, but he doesn't ever want to use it. <laughs> I'm like, I okay, get, fair I enough. get you. So the gremlin, the gremlin is watching He's it, guarding it. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, Greece was such a huge thing and a, a huge part of my life growing up, and it was the first thing that I ever got accepted. Um, to be the main role in and suddenly people paid attention to me and I didn't quite like it enough but it was one of those things where I realized that this is what I wanted to do I was good at performing arts I was good at singing I was good at dancing I was good at all that stuff like memorizing lines and so it then became what I wanted to do and I moved on I did um 
at college I did all the performing arts and then I went on and did my A-levels and performing arts and then I went on to Butlins and became a red coat and then I realized oh shit I've actually got to get a real job now and do real things like real humans to pay real bills Mm, I did that I did that when my dad went right it's time to ship up and shape up you've got to start going on auditions you've done all these workshops you've done all these stuff you need to now start going on auditions I'm fuck that and I got a job yeah I got a job and started doing auditions and then realized that I just couldn't take the amount of rejection it's not the rejection it's a stage fright it's the actual ability to be able to like i will belt a song out in my house and think fuck all of it that if anyone can hear us i don't care but if you come face to face with me and i have to do it absolutely not that is not happening even now even at 40 i still get major anxiety and stage fright over the idea of even when i'm singing in the car with anth i still have to i have to put a voice on or something or like singing in a funny way just so i'm not really actually yeah. singing it properly um i, I hadn't sung for years um i used to have my own shows at butlins um and was doing like two two thousand plus capacity in the bigger venues like and i never used to think anything of it I, three times a week four times a week i was doing shows on the stage and it was just something that i never really thought about um and then obviously life goes on and the first time I sung in public again was for Leslie and Dave's um they had oh, like a yeah. they had like a party uh for their wedding anniversary and um that like I said I think I mentioned it before and there was some terms Dude. and stuff and I I had to sing and and it was just one of those things where I realized how much I missed doing it the minute I started but oh. I got the worst stage fright I'd ever had in my entire life I couldn't give a shit. I didn't know any of these people, yeah. except for Leslie and Dave and probably a small handful of them. But then Dave and Leslie told me afterwards that Brian Johnson from ACDC's daughter was sat at the back. And I well, went, excuse me now, what? Well. I'm sorry, now what? His his mum and dad just lived down the, down the road. Not, not, I'm, not, I'm not joking. They literally yeah. come out of my house, walk a few steps, and his mum and dad lived there. He, this, is where, this is where he grew up. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, thanks i think i don't really know that's um okay i don't think he grew up here i think his mum and dad just moved here but they still lived over the road from my grandparents (laughs) anyways we're gonna wrap up idle hands it has just been like a ditty we just needed something like something easy breezy cover girl to do after the after jason because jason was a big one i mean jason was what did we say the kill count was on jason 148 i think it was wasn't it so yeah when you look at the kill count this one doesn't even oh, it doesn't even match up it doesn't even make it one We're two three four 16. the kill count Six, in this movie oh is 16. the school and the people yeah. Out, yeah oh yeah 16. it still it still has a number so it yes. still sits within our kill count kill count of oh, what, what is it number. <laughs> that's what i was thinking of i had like a circle in my head and i'm like what do you call one of those um <laughs> yes one of those, yes, that's what we one of those. yeah yeah so it still has a number it's still sitting there something keeps catching the corner of my eye over here and i've just realized what it is i've moved darth maul from the other side to this side and the, the light keeps hitting off the corner of it keeps bouncing into my eye <laughs> it's just done it again it's really doing me tits in <laughs> you're gonna have to move him now i'm gonna have to because i feel really bad sabrina is like sitting on her own over there in the corner i'm gonna and i can't put her up above with the rest of them because I literally have no room she would be floating in midair so I'm gonna have to move Sabrina um have you got anything more before we end tonight um no 
not really. I mean, I will say I do love this film. Everything about yeah. this film. How can you not? Is probably, it's probably, it's a comedy horror, not a horror comedy. Um, yeah. It's got a cast of the time. They all music play their parts the really well. The music is fantastic. It was one of those movies that's now been reclaimed as a cult movie. Um, yeah. It it will always be that stupid possession film about a hand that went rogue, you know. Um, it, Again, it, it, just to talk about our conversation earlier, when I yeah. mentioned the whole possession movies has religion in it, so did this one, in a way. In a way. In a way. It's a very different possession movie to what I tend to like, um, but it's still, it's still a possession movie. It is, and uh, the monster is... If you think it's the devil that possesses his hand, then that's cool. But if you think it's a demon or it's just laziness manifested itself into yeah. being a shitbag, I don't really know. But um, all I know is Vivica was so intent on wanting to kill him until he brought up his stumpy lump of ham and showed him, showed her his stumpy lump. She made it, he might as well have given her the finger with his, <laughs> with his stump. Like, fuck you. Look, it's gone. <laughs> And I, I think, thought that was genius, by the way. Like absolute genius. <laughs> when he, when they were having the, the the Barney about cutting his hand off, I thought that was that was great. When he was, it's like his hand was moving, and then trying the to cut him with the bagel cutter. He went, "That thing doesn't even cut bagels." <laughs> I tell you what, mind for a move. Like we're talking about the soundtrack, we talk about the the actors, the cameos. It's all great. The food in this movie is fantastic. And I will quickly mention because I haven't Elden Han- Henson. Uh, can we just talk about him for 10 seconds playing um, one of my favourite characters in one of my favourite movies from when I was a kid, which is Fulton Reed in Mighty Ducks. Thank you. Good night. Oh, oh. I bloody I... love the Mighty Ducks, the the ice hockey movie. <laughs> Fulton was the one that hit the puck so hard that smashed the windows. You've never seen the Mighty Ducks, I can tell by your face. <laughs> Bets on what film Sammy's not seen. Nope, not, never seen it. But he is Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. He is, yeah. But like for me, Fulton Reed, he was only he was not long off of my age as well. So I think, you know, that they're all around the ballpark of my age as well. So I think this is why I find it weird because Devin Sawa is only a year older than me. So Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that means he's only a couple of years older than me. Yeah, he's forty four. <laughs> he's forty four. And I was just like Dad of two, forty four. That's where we are now. Okay, except this <laughs> yep. now. Yep, except this life now. Yes. Right, well, that was our little ditty of idle hands. Um, I hope you've learned a lot tonight because we've been on so many tangents. <laughs> I don't know what you've learned, but good for you if you have. Hey, it's all about getting to know us. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go, getting to know you. Um, What's next week? We don't know. We, honestly. We, we, we really don't. <laughs> We have planned, but we have plans we have, are just not. The, key, the plans are not coming to fruition, and we're no. having to go on. We do have an idea in our head, so it's not a case of like surprise. We're doing this one tonight, <laughs> yeah. but we don't know what's going to go out to you guys. Yeah, I just don't. No. I will probably, I will probably know more when this airs. Will I know more? I actually won't. I will not <laughs> know more. Well. <laughs> Yeah. I will know. I will know the following day what is yes, going to happen. The day after this airs, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the day after this airs, I will know what's going to happen. But for now, it's just it's just one big surprise. 
get on just get on, get get on the train we're on the easy train here yeah. cool easy breezy train easy breezy um, cover girl that's what we're doing <laughs> oh just need some exploding geese for for graham now don't we you know yeah that would that would, that would be that would be the icebreaker wouldn't it like honk yeah. like a lot of geese <laughs> um yeah so we, we don't we don't know that that's yeah. the the short answer we, we generally don't know at this point but i will keep you all informed obviously we've got the facebook group we've got the yes. twitter page we've got the instagram page we've got the tiktoks we both have pages of our own and um, bleeding marvelous nerdy up north we are also on itunes and yes. spotify yes and we have some great numbers in there thank you to everyone who is taking the time to listen to us through Spotify and iTunes. If you haven't already, please go and give us a heart. Is it a heart? Heart. And there is also a box there where you could ask a question or leave a comment. Yes. By all means, ask a question, leave a comment. You know, I, do, is there any other celebrities I think smell? Ask away. I'll <laughs> tell you. Um, we're also on YouTube every Monday. We are back to normal again, given that we did take over Star Trek on Friday. Whoopsie. Whoopsie. Well, it, Friday the 13th. Can't, can't not. Sorry. Can't not. It's, it's law. It is. Can you fuck for next year, though, if we uh, if there's another one? We're like, oh, we've, we've done Jason. Who now? <laughs> Jason's <laughs> brother, John. <laughs> John. <laughs> John the lesser Voorhees. known Voorhees. Yeah. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> oh. It was oh. Josh. It was oh. Josh Voorhees. Yeah. Good and you God. can you can catch all of our back catalogue on YouTube. It is also available on the nerdyupnorth.com website as well. All of our back catalogue and also on iTunes and Spotify. I think I think that's covered covered yeah. everything. Yeah, we're big in Bromley. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bromley. Thanks, really. Kim. <laughs> really really appreciate it um so yeah thanks everyone for watching please remember to like share and subscribe and we will see you next week stay nerdy everyone bye